cue the Ten music. Ten seconds to fire it. Everybody, welcome back to Picking Favorites. Yay! Yay! Oh. We're back, <laughs> episode episode five. Really excited today. You have a great, fantastic, one of my favorite women in Hollywood. As now, don't pump guest. her up too much. Well, you know, she is the hardest working woman in Hollywood, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that, is a, that is a fact. I would, I, would, I would throw it between her and Felicia Day, but Felicia's not with us today. Who is with us today right now? It's definitely not Felicia Day. <laughs> <laughs> you have heard, she's awesome, and I love her so much. And now she's giving it away. You know that voice. Hello. You know that laugh. It is the one, the only, Aisha Tyler. Hello. Yay. Yay. That was the weakest clap ever. That was super it was like anemic. not even a golf clap. <laughs> Aisha, we're so yes. happy that you're here. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm super excited. And you know you're on the show Picking Favorites, yes. where we talk about... Yes, for reminding me. Yeah, three <laughs> favorite things we talk about during the episode. Yeah. But first, we always want to talk to our guests oh. and find out what you're doing. I know you do 700 things, so let's just... I do a bunch of stuff. Well, I'm a sm- grubby yeah. bastard. Um, so it's so weird to talk about yourself. Um uh, you know, I do the talk every day, which is doing really well, and um, we're in our fifth season, and sh- we just had Matt McConaughey on. That was wow. a big get for us. Oh, yeah, a- I tried not to breathe, like, into his face, which I was just like... Which you failed at, I'm sure. I failed completely. I just... He, he left with just all of my body heat on one side of his body. I was just so snuggied up to him. Um, but he was lovely and funny and charming. So that show's going do, great. Do and- you often breathe into people's faces? <laughs> just <laughs> sometimes. Occasionally. I'm an affectionate person. <laughs> Have you not noticed that? I'm like so... I'm like an inappropriate hugger. The, the New York Times just did a story about where a guy was, like, beating up on people who hug inappropriately, and he called me for a quote, and I was like, I... Hug, I hug my lawyer. I hug everybody. I'm like, dude at the Starbucks, thank you. Just come on, bring it in. I'm just a hugger. So you know that. I love, I'm a hugger. The person. day after this podcast comes out, yeah, the day after this podcast comes out, mm-hmm. people are going to walk up to Aisha Do not. on the street. Do, I, I, by the way, I'm a, I'm a hugging top, okay? So I initiate the yeah, hug. Yeah, don't come in yeah, for a hug if I haven't Don't come in. Don't no, come in. Don't be trying to steal. Don't be trying, don't to, don't do, be trying to shoplift yeah, a hug. Yeah. You can't um, do the 90 10 no, with me. I, I, no. Aisha's got to be the 90. I am the 90. Yeah. I am I am the hug the hugging top. Um, <laughs> so but, that's uh, going great. Yeah. Good. Archer's coming back soon. Archer season <sighs> six starts in January, January 8th, I think. It's my and, favorite show. Oh, it's my favorite you. show on television. I'm so proud of it. We got our first Emmy nomination this year, which is exciting because um, I don't know. We're so proud of the show. I, it, and, you know, you work hard on it and you think it's great and it's nice when you get recognized. Um we didn't win because our show, I think, is too much about like sex and cocaine and is stuff. It? But um, the entire last season was about sex it's and about co- sex go- yeah. Cocaine. Well, all the previous episodes or seasons were about sex, sex and booze. We just right. we just switched the <laughs> booze out for cocaine, and then we got an Emmy nomination. Yeah. So right. bully for us. Well, Pam got switched. really skinny. She did. on the show, she did. which is hilarious. To, uh, switched to black tar, and yeah, that's Boosh. a win. <laughs> that's a Boosh. win. That's we're just going no, you know to bring in the blue meth. The Crystal Heisenberg blue meth. You go to Crystal meth. It's over. It's the greatest show on television. Everybody, it was. 
like the kind of the most creatively polarizing season this last season, but I loved it because what I think I love and what I hope people love about Archer is it's just a, it's just an office comedy. It's just yeah. about these characters, and they already were terribly irresponsible, super slutty, self-abusing, yeah. uh, you know, execrable people before. So why everyone was so upset about the fact that they were dealing cocaine all of us? I don't I don't yeah, know why they're like, well, that's out of control. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's weird. Like the stuff <laughs> the stuff that you guys already do on the show, yeah. like. I uh, they just like Judy Greer's character who just wants, wants to, to be choked, choked yeah. and beat up yeah. all the time. Exactly. Like, so inappropriate, had so sex with a mop handle. Yeah, so, like, yeah, just, so gross. And no one's mad about any no, of that stuff. Like, they were all doing. They, at one point, they were all in like Krieger's lab, like. I don't know, doing like vitamin B off of each other's asses. Like no one yeah. was like, hey, yeah. that might not be the thing you do on a Wednesday at 1130 at the office. Is that how you do vitamin B? I've that's been how you, that's how time. I do vitamin that's, B. I and never. I'm super healthy. I'm so, <laughs> I'm glowing with health. Uh, and then uh, whose line is it anyway? We are about to start shooting season three. Uh, in January, and then I'll start back up in March. So wow, you got so much going on. Girl on Guys going great. Season four, just yeah, hit, you, uh, yeah, twelve million. Queen of the podcast on our podcast. Zach How lucky are we, Levi guys? is one of my inaugural guests. Wow, I, w- without you, Girl on Guy would not exist because you came in right at the beginning and made it happen. Did I really? I yeah. thought you've been going for a while when no, I came. I on. think you were like I'd have to look it up, but I feel like you were first ten. Oh my God! I made the top ten. Yes, you well, are my you, you made, are my top ten. You, made, you are in my top ten. You made sure. the top five. I know. I feel so happy that I'm here. I'm so it's, excited. It's funny, and it's also I'm, I'm kind of happy that we had Retta. Yes, and now you. She's the greatest. She was so funny. She's so that funny. episode comes out has already her brain that episode is already. When this comes out, that will just been. You need help. I do. That you was need, last week's episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you need computing we, help. I, 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 but I only have one computer today. Mm-hmm. I got made fun of a lot for having uh, only one computer. Well, I had two laptops up last week, and they were like, "Why don't you use tabs?" And I was like, "I like tabs, but I also like yeah. having Windows." He it likes was, feeling as if he's sitting at the helm of the Matrix. It's yeah. true. In it's my true. office, I have three computers. Oh, I love it. Let's I all make do. fun of Aisha. Yeah, yeah, feel free. I don't make care. I don't care. No one will. I have stuff. No one. Yeah. Will. Yeah, but um, the difference, Dave, is that she uses multiple screens and tabs, okay? She's not, tabs not utilizing screens. the technology. Fine. She's over-utilizing it. Fine. I don't want to be a show-off. Uh, yeah. No, no. It's You know what? You just People don't need to know how much com- like raw computing power you're packing. You I agree with you. Just, you just do it. I agree with you. They thought it was a funny Hydra joke last week, and it was like, David's <laughs> four-headed Hydra computer monster, and I was like, that's so I have two fun. phones, and I get teased for that quite a bit as well. I only have one out right now, but I usually have two phones. <laughs> And okay. uh, that's that's because I'm I'm better than you. No, that's no. not why. That's not the reason. It why. is why. No, it's not. It it's not. Why. It's because I'm I'm afraid I'm going to be down an alley, a dark yeah. alley, about to be attacked, and my I won't have phone service. Or my are they different, will, are they different, different carriers? carriers? Different ones in Android, ones in iPhone, and they're different carriers. This is planning. I got to be honest. This Seriously, is really good planning. Right? I'm tied up in a, the trunk of a car. I'm being driven out to the and desert by monsters, and they take the one phone, but they don't know about the second phone in my Do boot. Do you keep it in your boot? That's yes, what I'm saying. In my boot, next to my uh, my little shiv there that I have, my my second shiv and my tiny uh, two two derringer shooter, like a two. Shooter. <laughs> Your idea. So is she is not only armed with two phones; she's armed with a knife and a gun. Two guns, two knives, two guns. Wow. They'll take the first knife and the first gun. Those are the decoys, and then that's I have the, the sequel to that Mark gun. Wahlberg just, Denzel movie. Two guns, two guns, yeah. <laughs> two, two, guns, two, two, guns two guns. Yeah. What were you going to say? I just that? appreciate that. Apparently, you're not utilizing either knife or gun because you're letting them take one of both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm playing. Just, it's, hey, it's all no elaborate. It's the long no. It's the long con. It is. It's the long con. It's elaborate. 
deliberate <laughs> plan to confuse Because she them. wants to give them a false sense of like helplessness yeah. from her. And then when they like oh, get an actress. their lax. I only have the one gun and the yeah, one knife. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Then, once, then once she's armed them, then she decides. Yeah. Then I go in for the kill. See, it, it, they're, so, they're overconfident. And then I go in, I just, I shiv them. I, <laughs> like Don Cheadle in, she, in Out of Sight, just oh nice gosh. and close between the ribs. <laughs> She uh, lets them take the iPhone, and then she then enacts the, the find my iPhone, and then she follows Ooh, them home. Right. These oh. are this. It, it's very. Girl, it's, a web. it's a tangled web. It's a tangled web. It is. I yes. like it though. It's a. Yes. It's a great web. And um, uh, you were asking what else is going on. So the only other thing that's going on is I'm starting a booze company, which I'm super excited about. That sounds fantastic. I'm really enjoying um, it. We love booze. I've been expensing. I've been drinking and expensing it for like a year. Well, it's got to go half. somewhere, right? So it's yeah, rather expensive and take it to the government. Right? You know what I'm saying? Why not? They're not drinking. What, I'll show them expound, about prohibition. Can you expound on said booze company? What I kind can. of booze are we talking about? I can. About? Um, it's going to be a, a premium bottled cocktails company. So um, oh, wow. essentially you can buy really high quality crafts, like craft quality cocktails already pre-made. And then wow. all you have to do is just open the bottle and pour it over ice. And then you're a champ in your own home. And it kind of came out of the fact that I love to go to really great bars everywhere. But then on a Tuesday, sometimes you want to drink and you don't want to like muddle and shake a bunch of crap, you know? <laughs> Um, and I, when I opened my office for, you know, which when you did my podcast, I didn't have an office yet, but now I have an office for my show. Um, I wanted to make my guests a drink if they came at night and, um, to build out a really proper bar is super expensive, you know, and I'd always like, I'd have a new guest come in and they would want a drink and I'd be like, I don't have that ingredient. Right. So I spent like hundreds of dollars building out this full bar and I thought no one wants to do this. No one wants to spend all this money. So with my line, you could buy like three bottles and you would have like... So what's going to happen is when these come out, we're going to have like four bottles of Aisha's cocktails here in the center. Yeah. And uh, we'll be able to go, hey, let's have a Manhattan Manhattan or an old fashioned, which I'm very excited about. Uh, I'm really excited too. So last night I did a big tasting and uh, and everybody liked my drinks and I was so happy. Um, You know, you you put a lot lot of energy into something and you feel confident about it and then you have to show it to other people and all of a sudden you're like a four-year-old. You're like, please like my painting. Yeah, we kind of know what that's like a little bit with uh, Nerd HQ. (laughs) Everything I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what's so fun? We we were together last summer um, for the last Nerd HQ, which I thought was so incredible and so successful, oh, and and I was so happy to be part of it. And I just remember how <laughs> like exhausted and anxiety wracked you were. Not to put you on blast, but like to me, I was like, okay. you killed it, <laughs> like you know. But inside, you know, you can only ever see the things that you would have done differently. Whereas everybody else yeah. is, wants to carry you around on the shoulder. I wanted to make you a bowl of cereal inside the Stanley Cup. That's how I felt about. <laughs> did last summer. And um, that is why I love you. <laughs> well, one of the many reasons, but yes. It, it's, it, it's also because of my inappropriate hugging. I know that's I know that's why. I know that's why. I get a, I get a big ninety percent off Aisha yeah. every time. Yeah. Every single the time. Big 90. <laughs> the big ninety. Well listen, uh we should probably uh do, let, should we actually pick some favorites? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's uh let's start with one. I really want to hear, you know, I want to save a concert because I think Tyler's gonna have a I just have a I, feeling I do have a Tyler's gonna have a great concert story. 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 Um, oh yeah, and we should let everyone listening at home. Uh, oh. Tyler. <laughs> oh, actually, Tyler might be walking in right now. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> explain explain why Tyler's only walking in right yeah, now. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, so oh, we're twenty he? minutes in, uh, and we just wanted to say, here's the other thing: when the intro music that you heard, yes, because he's going to tell you when he comes in if you haven't heard already. <laughs> Tyler wrote that. And oh. put that together. He, he does he say that? Yeah. Does he say He's that every very episode? Proud he of meets it. everybody. Well, uh, I was really impressed. It's very produced. I was like, this is like a real show. So <laughs> Zach, <laughs> Zach, Zach, before Tyler gets in, explain why Tyler's just walking in. 
So, uh, so we're so you all are in LA. We're in New York. Mm-hmm. Tyler and I um, had business that brought us out here. So we were both meeting at a studio out here in New York with with a very clear address. Mm-hmm. It's uh, mm-hmm. on Ninth Avenue mm-hmm. uh, in like Midtown. And uh, and I'm I was running like I don't know like a couple minutes late. I was down on 40th and 8th mm-hmm. uh, at like. 1145 so in Manhattan, 1145. by the way, it was, you're, you're in yeah. Manhattan like, hey, on man, the island. I'm at 40th and, uh, I'm at, I'm at 40th and 8th. So, you know, I'll, I'll be there soon. And I get a text back from Tyler saying, yeah, um, I'm at, he said, I'm at, um, 35th and 5th. I'm still walking. And by the way, 35th and 5th to get up to where we're at right now in a walk. I mean, that's still another 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, easy, mm-hmm. even if you're walking real fast. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he says, and then he texts me and says, wait, is this not in Brooklyn? Oh, he no. He to the address, the Manhattan address, but in Brooklyn. So he took the train the whole wrong way. Oh, the oh. man is in a fog this morning. Tyler, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. That's so awful. So we are going to give him endless amounts of shit when oh, he gets yes. into the studio. Oh, I'm, I'm revving up my shit machine. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which Tyler's is favorite route into Manhattan. Subset no. of the nerd machine. The shit <laughs> machine. The shit machine. Um, <laughs> subsidiary. <laughs> subsidiary. Holy <laughs> owned. Yeah, owned. Nerd Machine Incorporated, the shit machine. <laughs> so we have uh, Nerd Machine with the yeah subsidiaries of Shit Machine and Nerd HQ um, and Picking Favorites yes, Podcast. So exactly. it's, a, quite, it's a, quite a triumvirate. You're building an empire. Yeah, an empire of shit <laughs> and nerdiness is what we're building. Is he at. coming in now? Can you hear him or is he still yeah, working? No, he just he's made not, that up. No, yeah, no, he made no, that up. A false no. alarm. He's still not here, so we yeah. have plenty of time to get. So let's, he's so going let's, to get there tomorrow up. afternoon. Uh, so tomorrow, guys, let's let's go to our yeah. Let's go to our first. Uh, oh, by the way, I don't think we actually introduced ourselves today, which we just kind of threw right into it because yes. we're here with Aisha. This is uh, David Kentucky Coleman, as now I am known on the podcast. Oh, um, well, I don't know why. Well, uh, there's a whole because you lost a tooth. No, because you married your cousin. Because you got carbon blocks in your I yard. I have done all of those things. Because you got a three legged dog. But not now. Because you're always drunk. Because you smell yes. like moonshine. Okay, I'm just going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I was on a show, a bunch of Davids. They started calling me Kentucky. It kind of stuck. When I was on TV shows for a long time as a prop guy, that's what everybody called me. Oh, okay. And then on the Save podcast. for after the podcast. You guys can catch up on all that. Yeah, you can listen to <laughs> you it You already later. did it? Okay, all right. So, good. Dave Kentucky Coleman. My name is Razzle. Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. And I think you guys all know Mr. Levi. Never heard of him. This is me. This is, <laughs> this is Eugene Levy. <laughs> and, uh, and Tyler, please say hello. Oh, he can't. Hey, I'm Tyler. I'm from Canada. Hey. hey. That's, that's why I don't horrible. know the difference the between Canadian Manhattan and Brooklyn. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible.com is the place for audiobooks. There are over 150,000 titles to choose and from every category imaginable. Literally, they have every book on the planet. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash razzle for a free 30-day trial and free audiobook. If you're still not convinced, here's why Audible's worth your time. Unlike a streaming or rental service, with Audible, you own your own books. Free apps for iPhones, Android, and Windows Phone, so you can access your books anytime. Easy chapter navigation and annotated bookmarks. But besides making it easy to catch up on your reading, let's not forget about the selection you get and who reads it. Books like Bram Stoker's Dracula featuring Tim Curry, Amy Poehler's Yes, Please featuring Amy Poehler, Carol Burnett, Seth Meyers, and more. Well, I gotta get that book. And God is Disappointed in You, narrated by James... 
Urban Nyack from the Venture Brothers. Lock In, narrated by Will Wheaton. Um, you Have to Fucking Eat, narrated by Brian Cranston. Other books like Starship Troopers, Game of Thrones, Gone Girl, To Kill a Mockingbird, Fahrenheit 451. There's a lot of great books here, guys. You have to go to this website. So just go to audiblepodcast.com slash razzle. That's audiblepodcast.com slash razzle. And find something for yourself in whatever genre with the free trial and free book. And if you don't like what you choose, no problem. With Audible's great listen guarantee, you can exchange any book you aren't happy with for another title. Anytime, no questions asked. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash razzle today. Um, so guys, let's get into our first category today. And our yeah, first, cat- first category is, what is your favorite candy? Oh, Ooh. who's going first? Me? Uh, Zach? Aisha. No, Aisha. Aisha. Ladies first, first always. Aisha, uh, please your, Is your candy, is your favorite candy not Razzles? Uh, negative. Oh, come on negative. now. That's <laughs> not even okay. That's a horrible candy. Have you ever yeah. had it? First I it's a candy, care. then it's a gum. It's just the synergy is <laughs> too, <laughs> yeah, and at first, that's just gum. If it's first yeah. it's a candy, then yeah. it's a gum, it's pretty much just, just gum. gum. It's just gum. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I feel like I wrote, I, I had two things, but I'm going to go for the one that I think is the best, which is um, the Abba Zabba, uh, which is a, a, a white nougat flavored taffy filled with peanut butter. And the reason I love this candy is because when I was a little kid, um, I couldn't have sugar. My parents wouldn't allow me. We are vegetarians or like super strict and we couldn't have sugar. And um, I had this babysitter and she would sneak me Abba Zabba's. And um, it was like manna. I mean, literally, it was like a transformation. I would put it in my mouth. You know, lights and wings, and um, and I don't even know if it's the most uh, art. It's it's not the most elegant candy. You know, it's taffy. You bite it, stuff comes squeezing out the side. It's repulsive. I don't think I've ever had an Abizabba in my life. I'm looking at it right now on Wikipedia here, and I've never had one, and this blows my mind because I love I, peanut butter. Mm, I me too. have had Abizabbas before, and I don't know how people don't just lose teeth <laughs> trying to bite. You bite into an Abizabba. The taffy is. so so taut. It is that, taut. Like, You're trying to rip a piece <laughs> off, and your and your molars are being pulled from their. Alleg- roots. Uh, let's like, just say allegedly. What, well, this is a strategic. <laughs> you're making a strategic. Your, your, your strategic this approach was my is wrong. Child mouth that was trying to bite off. <laughs> well, I would say when you're a child, if you're like maybe five, six years old, that's a really helpful thing because you want to get rid of those you, teeth you're anyway. You're not going to keep those teeth. So, aren't, those aren't. Yeah. Those aren't keep so, keepers anyway. Yeah, recommended but by a lot of dentists. The way you go. So so you 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 your your initial strategic approach was erroneous. What you need to is take the abazaba and smack it against a hard surface yes. and then it breaks into pieces and Much then you like- just eat the pieces that way. Laffy Taffy is the soft taffy. Abazaba is the taffy for men. Exactly, yes. Levi, but for also, men. Um, there's a, there's <laughs> Which a, is why it's Aisha's favorite. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can do the same with, with Laffy Taffy's. You can do the same thing um, or uh, Charleston Shoes. Charleston um, Shoes, yeah. I can't remember the scientific reason. There's, I mean, there's a reason for it. I can't remember the, the surface tension. Yeah, to where that's yeah. Well, yes, the surface tension and Gravity. like if you <laughs> you can if you do it slowly. Dark matter. If you do it slowly, it's much like Batman's emblem on his chest, the yellow thing. It's uh, a putty that when it's a fast object, it stops it, mm-hmm. which would force the the candy to break. Mm-hmm. Or if it's slow, like a punch, you'll feel it, and which is why you can like pull the tap. So Razzle's your science man. Is what you're science. Razzle's springing science. That is sci- we, science he also week. has another podcast what? called Today We Learned. <laughs> so yeah. he does a lot of research Stuff on taffy. For Things like yeah. a taffy, taffy work. But you've mentioned two other taffies. Yes. And they are highly inferior to Abazava because <laughs> there is something inside Abazava. Correct. That I will Charleston concur. Charleston Chew has nothing inside yeah, of it. Yeah, correct. So Did this, you ever have Airheads? I really liked Airheads. Airheads. That was like a nice soft taffy. 
If we're yeah. talking about losing your teeth, what about now and laters? Do you remember now and oh, laters? Now and laters. Now and later, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you eat some now. Candy, like, who wants to eat a piece of candy and then for a while and then literally take it out of their their salivaed mouth and then save it for later? A That's seven-year-old. Yeah, seven-year-old. No, but that wasn't it. Okay, their their now or later pitch was you've got a whole roll of it. You can eat a couple now yeah. and eat a couple later. But how you really it. experienced it was you chewed it up now. Yeah. And then later, you dug it from between your teeth. That was the now and later of now and later. Yeah. Razzle, what is your favorite candy? My favorite candy would be Reese's Pieces uh, because Ooh. I'm a huge fan of peanut butter. And you're a huge you fan saying, of E.T. E. That's yes. another fan of E.T. Fun fact about that, they were supposed to be M&M's, but uh, yeah, said crazy, no. right? they turned it down because the f- they're... Mr. M said yes, but then Mr. M said no. <laughs> so that was why they couldn't get the M's to agree. <laughs> it's like the Reese's guys. Pieces yeah. are... I don't know. That's I don't. A, I want to come along with you because I love yeah. peanut butter too. But I feel like the peanut butter inside of Reese's Pieces is like facsimile really peanut, peanut butter. butter. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent real peanut butter. M and M mixed Reese's with Pieces people. Crisco. Yeah, no. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly not peanut butter. <laughs> There's yeah. two companies in the first two categories. I mean, in the first uh, category that we've already uh, offended today, which is great. Well, are they advertising oh, on no. the show? Peanut butter's good I'm kidding. Anything, I'm kidding. It's uh, jokes. I'm going to call Mr. M on the phone, yeah. and I will make sure that make sure you n- call none of this blows back on yeah. you guys. Make sure you call the right Mr. M, because the other one yeah. just says no to everything. And by or, the way, they sound the same on the phone. Or just, yeah. call, just call 3M and badmouth their tape manufacturer. <laughs> 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 Look at you bringing in little bits on the side. You took it well, there. And I like another it. country heard from yeah, it. Yeah, another. See, now... Are you familiar with that term? Stop, another stop, country. Stop, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. What <laughs> is on. your favorite candy? Hold on. What is this phrase? <laughs> Zach just washed uh, the crap out of you. No, it does. Because I said this once, and they were like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "You never heard another country heard from?" Yeah, just like it just means like that dude piped up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like a peanut gallery. Yeah. Like yeah. Pe- but yeah. anyway, like you're this, at the UN. And we had then, this whole yeah. thing. I had to Wikipedia right. it and show them, yeah. and the guy named Townsend Brown. Anyway, Bonaire wants to talk about nuclear weapons. You're like Bonaire. You don't even have boats. So why you pipe down? We're on your sea, on your seaworthiness before we talk oh, about the nuclear program, Mr. Yeah. Levi. What is your favorite candy? Man, it's so tough. You know what my my weird gut reaction was? I was tried an original. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my not Zach, a candy, Zachary. That's a I know, but I I like. Look, if gum is a candy. Is gum is not a candy. Let's just all stipulate to the fact <laughs> as a team that gum is not a candy. Second. But but you would say that bubblicious or bubble nope. gum. No, nope. if you we can't wouldn't. swallow it, it's not a candy. Yeah. I think that's well, the you rule. can swallow gum. Wow. Well, you can't. You yeah. have to. No, you have to eat candy, and you don't you eat, eat gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Like it has to be edible, not just chewable. Because yeah. if that was the litmus test, then I could just like scrape some sap off a tree. Chewing tobacco was my favorite candy. Playing baseball cards are not doling out candy. So well then. Uh, well, oh my God! Uh, tried it. I can't believe you picked a gum that cleans your teeth yeah. when you chew it. I love trying. Not even bubblicious. If he had picked the kind with the squirt stuff and the yeah. squirty gum, then I'm or big league chew. If yeah. he's like big league chew, I'd be like, okay, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Uh, no, then I guess I'll just have to go with like the like the the tried and true, just like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, that's I fair. I just think it's it's a classic. It's just such solid goodness, you know. Like if I'm reaching for like if I want a little so chocolatey candy. Fix and I don't eat a lot of candy. I mm-hmm, don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you I go like, crazy like at Halloween like though? Like I feel like once a year. Thank you. Like I lose my mind just at Halloween. Like I get no. a lot of candy for the kids and then I eat a lot of it and then I I have like a little bit of a breakdown. 
You don't no, do that? I don't no. know. I'm more of a savory guy. Like mm. I don't, I don't reach for sweets. I, I reach for uh, savory, like you know, some some nuts or some chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll leave it where you put it. Do, <laughs> <laughs> like this, I have this thing where I have to be. I have to win Halloween every year. So yeah. I get we go to the Costco and get like the king size, like right. not even the full size, but like the king, the Snickers you could beat a human to death with. Yeah. And uh, and kids come up to the like uh, their eyes rolling. In, oh, we heard this was the big candy. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is so much fun. But then I always think I want to eat all this stuff because I never eat it. And what I have found without beating up any particular brand, that commercial candy is not as delicious as you remember it to be when you were a kid, right? It tasted awesome when you were a kid. And now, because when I eat sweets, I'll have like dark chocolate or something. And then I have like a commercial bar and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, but now we want like the Cadbury and like the- the, Like the the Cadbury egg? Ghirardello. No, no, no. Like the Cadbury, like fruit and nut, like those really nicer bars. bars. Yeah, not like- Artisan chocolate. You want artisan chocolate. Yes, I do. Made by tiny organic babies. I I, uh, I used to have an old joke where it's like, I don't eat chocolate unless it comes with a map telling me which flavor is which. (laughs) That's good. Um, but the, I'll tell you what, if we're talking about commercial chocolate bars, Take Fives are so good. I don't They're, even know what that is. Oh, this is, have yeah. your mind blown. Does it have five segments take fives. of candy? Essentially, it's got, it's, um, it's, they're little pieces. It's almost like a, like, uh, it's split up into like two, uh-huh. like, uh, like the thousand grands or whatever. But it's, um, there's generally. So hundred grand. Hundred grand. I eat a thousand grand when you're, when you're eating the Ritzy. thousand grand. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's uh, a pretzel. With caramel, peanut butter, and chocolate, Ooh. and like other things, it's like all of those mixed oh. into one bar. So that's where the five comes from. There's like five different ingredients: oh. a pretzel, caramel, uh, peanut butter, delicious. and chocolate. It's so good. They're so good. That I sounds also awesome. think that a classic runner-up is a Snickers bar. Oh, those are that would be my no. They're good. They're that's good. My runner-up. That's a great. Place. Yeah, Snickers. Snickers. I, I agree. I like that. Right? I like me some Snickers. Snickers, Snickers. are good. Once when uh, I was Dave, a kid, Dave, I bought Dave my dad a Snickers for Christmas. Yeah, Dave, what's your favorite uh, candy? My favorite candy is a candy they don't make anymore. And which <sighs> I don't, be difficult. It's not being difficult, just they don't make it. It's uh, the Marathon Bar. Do you guys ever remember the Marathon Bar? I remember bar? the name. What, do we, what was it. the flavor? It, looked, it was just chocolate and caramel, mm-hmm. but it came in a really long bar. It was like eight inches long. It had a ruler on the back. Mm. But when you're like six, because they only sold it in America from like 73 to 81. Oh. So when I was like a little kid, I remember, I, and I stole one from yeah, a store when I was I like seven, I was and my parents, t- you know, like, yeah. but I, that's why I remember this candy bar so, mm-hmm. so vividly. Yeah, do you know why they don't name, do you know why they don't make it anymore? Because you stole cause it. Because it's, uh, it was eventually renamed Snickers. No, but it's not the same thing. I promise. I, according I, to Wikipedia, here it's not the same thing. All right. The marathon bar was not. It does nothing. Looks this nothing like exciting, a Snickers. This whole yeah, dispute is very just exciting. Got shut down. He's like, I don't According care what you. Well then, okay. Well, okay. Here, no. This is why it got shut down because in the United Kingdom it was renamed Snickers. So that's why. So the United Kingdom, the oh. UK version might be different. Yeah, it's By not the, way, the same as our Snickers By the way, all British candy here. is the worst. <laughs> Brit- they have a British Whoa. candy bar called... Some the, of the okay, Wonka stuff is, uh, is not Aero, bad. Have you had an Aero bar? Here's what an Aero no. bar is. We take chocolate and then we put air bubbles in it. So it's actually 40% less chocolate than in any other candy bar. And when you bite into it in the places where there should be chocolate, there's none. It's the Aero bar. Why is that a good thing? They're no. not crispies <laughs> in it. They're bubble air bubbles is what they add to the chocolate. Air bubbles. I love that you're offending them with accent and by knocking their candy. I'm all about, when I insult you, I'm all about authenticity. I'm a, I'm a method, I'm a method insult comic. Yeah, at least if you're going to have it. I, I think, Aisha, your, your British accent's pretty, pretty good. Thank I, I you. must admit, I, I, I have a, I have an affinity for your British accent. Thank talk. you, yeah. thank you. I'm, I'm, I've been working on it for a while, mainly so that I can insulting <laughs> British people. So. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that, that is the hook. It's a chocolate bar with air bubbles. How can that be, how is that? 
That's the difference well, between British people and Americans. And you're Americans, we were like, by adding air. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Americans, we're like, we put we put like gold nuggets Extra. and cocaine in it, <laughs> and the British are like, we took like, some away. And, and that's then why that's America is the greatest country on in Earth. the in the world, in the galaxy. It is in it the is. galaxy. There might be another America on another planet that's bizarro America that's like ten percent better than this America, but we'll never get there. So we're going to assume this is the best one. Tyler, what's your favorite candy? Uh, oh, Tyler, where's Tyler? Oh, that's right, Tyler. <laughs> you know, Tyler's favorite candy is the one with a map on it that tells yeah. him how to get where he's going. <laughs> I feel horrible for clowning him in a horrible Canadian accent, but I don't feel horrible. No. You shouldn't feel horrible. horrible. You, you, shouldn't. Feel, you feel Canadian horrible, which is 70% less horrible than American horrible. <laughs> Politely horrible. Yes, with the exchange <laughs> rate. It's we got to cut. Not horrible. We got to cut that and use that as a as a clip on something. <laughs> like just, yeah. it's the best. Hey everybody, I'd like to tell you about a very cool coffee table book. It's a book about Apple. The background is that in 2009, a guy named Jonathan Zuffi collected and photographed pretty much every single Apple product ever made since 1976 and produced this stunning coffee table book. It's called Iconic, a photographic tribute to Apple innovation. If there was ever a perfect gift for an Apple fan or history buff, this is it. 350 beautifully designed pages and hundreds of fantastic photos of basically every product Apple has ever made. I mean every desktop, laptop, iDevice, printer, even the old gaming devices. It's all in here, and I guarantee you'll see some products that you didn't even know Apple made. There's an amazing chapter about prototypes, and there's even a chapter on packaging. All the boxes that came with all this amazing technology. If I know one thing, if one thing that Apple makes me a fan of, it's their packaging. They really have it on lockdown. It includes a forward by Steve Wozniak. That's right. Number two to Steve Jobs, the other co-creator of Apple, and hundreds of other amazing quotes from other Apple pundits. It's uh, really something to check out. The book comes in a few different versions, including a version in a bookcase that looks like an old Apple floppy drive, and a new Ultimate Edition that ships in a white clamshell with an embedded glowing standby light that pulses just like the old sleep indicators on the MacBook Pros. It's really worth seeing, so visit IconicBook.com and take a look. You can order the Classic Edition at Amazon, but if, you, if you're feeling fancy and you decide you want the Classic Plus, Special, or Ultimate Editions, then enter the code RAZZLE when you check out for a 10% discount. That's IconicBook.com and the promo code RAZZLE. IconicBook.com, I-C-O-N-I-C-B-O-O-K.com, and the promo code RAZZLE. Thanks for listening. Bye. I guess we should just move on to the next topic, and then when when Tyler yeah, gets in here, he can rapid fire. Yeah, let's favorite. do. Yeah, let's do. Uh, let's do our favorite comic, which Ooh, I think is a really good. interesting one. I'm glad we're doing this one, uh, especially with a comic in the room. Hey, there, I mean, there's always a comic in the room. No, you know what I mean. I don't comic book. Yeah. No, it's not. No. Of course, you favorite, can't. Favorite, favorite comedian or favorite comic book? Comedian. Favorite comedian. Oh, favorite comedian. 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 Um, I don't remember who I picked. I honestly don't remember who I picked. Uh, it was probably prior. It was prior. Yeah, it was probably prior. I mean, I have a lot of my peers that I think are funny, but I think the 
father of all modern comedy. The father of, and there are a bunch of people kind of changed the way we do comedy because prior to, prior to prior, um, comics did a lot of like external comedy, right? It was like concept driven or, you know, take my wife. It was very like detached from their real life. And that prior was the guy who was like, I set myself on fire and I almost died. And yeah. I was raised in a brothel and my mother was a whore. Right. And, and it, it, it ushered in this new era of like honesty, which I think is what all great comedy comes from now. You, I always say to people, um, it's important to be funny. It's very important to be funny, but it's actually more important to be honest. Yes. Because it's the difference between somebody walking out of a show and going, oh my God, that was, that was super funny. And someone walking out and going, oh my God, the stuff that guy said, like yeah. that was how I feel or how I felt or, you know, and, or what I've experienced or it, it changed how I see the world. And that's the difference. That line of honesty is so much more important. And he was a guy who was so brutally honest and he had a lot of stuff happen in his life, but um, I mean, Live on the Sunset Strip is one of the greatest comedy so concerts good. of all time. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, he, I think so many young guys are copying him and they don't even know that they're copying him. Um, and I think we all owe him like a debt, just a, like a creative and structural debt in terms of the way that we work now. And that's my pitch on Pryor. Yeah, I like I, it. it's hard. To, it's hard to argue with I Pryor. I concur. And, Ty, and Tyler, Tyler Levine, what do you think about Richard Pryor? Um, uh, <gasps> yeah! Oh, oh, what yeah. a hat. This is the most exciting moment of <laughs> our entire it, lives. He I'm, made it. I'm alive, guys. I uh, I walked up to somebody's house in Brooklyn. <laughs> and I Rock was like, and roll. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is the right place. And. Uh, and but, then made but, my way back. But just for shits and giggles, you knocked anyway and said, "Do you have a recording studio yeah, in, in here?" Your, in your basement. <laughs> no, uh, it. Uh, I wouldn't even show up as an address on Hotstop, uh, other than in Brooklyn. So I was like, "Well, fuck it, it's in Brooklyn. It's not." <laughs> <laughs> What's what, what? What? And what have we learned? Fact check. Uh, not to trust my phone. Yeah, like it's the ever. Gospel. Just just hit your buddy. Just hit your buddy. So Zach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is there yeah. a Starbucks on your corner where you're standing? <laughs> that sucks though, because we hey, do we do rely degree. on our phones. As I, my no, phone is my I, everything. Yeah, no. My I if if it was a person, we would be making sweet sweet love on a regular oh, basis. Yes. I touch this thing so Absolutely. much, so much. Yeah. So I just touched. I'm t I've touched it three times in the last two seconds. And I, I said it's it a compulsion. Seconds. I think it is. A little it bit. is. But don't you notice if you no, look at true. your phone behavior, like it's yeah. sometimes I'm just carrying around like a whoopee, right? Like I'm yeah. not using it. I'm just holding it in my yeah. hand. It's my whoopee. My dog. We were shooting at a basement suite the other day in this old convent. And uh, and no service, like all day. Nobody could get any service. And I kept giving my phone to the wardrobe lady, like, here, hold on to this for me. And I knew it didn't work, but every five minutes or so, I needed to have it. I had to get mm -hmm. her to come over. And, what, and what? I would click it on. It would yeah. say no service. And I would shut it off and give it back to her. Right? But I had to do that. I was, oh, like, I was on set the other day. I have. And I set my phone down on, um, like, we. I have the phone on set because I live tweet from the show sometimes. And... Uh, also because I can't apparently ever be separated from my phone. So I put it down at, um, like at, at the beginning of a segment. This is live television. I put it down behind like something on set. And then we went to commercial. And then I couldn't find my phone. And I I flipped the F out. Like I was like, somebody on the prop staff stole my phone. And I wasn't stole. I didn't say stole. I just said they took it. Like they struck, they struck the set piece, and they yeah, struck my right. phone. And so you need to like go. They struck my phone, yeah. and they they're like, no, we didn't. I'm like, well, why? It's just been three minutes. Why is it gone? And Sharon Osbourne had hit it under a pillow cushion. But I was ha I was breaking down. I was like, and during the so show, during the show, on a commercial break. Oh, I, I was like, what will I do? Where will I go? Oh dear Lord, what will happen to me? But but just like we're just you know what happened? I'd go get another phone. What's that? 
Did you get the tech sweats? I did. A flop sweat yeah. and uh, from every part of my... This is so stupid. There, there. I can get another one, by the way. Yeah. You can. They sell them every day. And oh, I back can. it up. It's in the cloud. Why am I freaking out? You shouldn't. Because it's but awesome. Do we need to have an intervention just, with you and your phone? Just talking about bit? it. I'm, my heart has rate has gone right. up. You seem to uh, you know get a little you know, agitated about I'm it. I'm going to check my heart rate right now by putting my finger... I'm going to intervene on our tangent. Thanks. If we don't get back to some favorites, then we're not Let's do favorites while I check my heart rate. Let's go. Uh, so Richard Pryor, we got we got from uh, uh, Dame Dame uh, uh, Tyler there. Ooh, Dame! Um, what'd you call me? Hilarious! You Name is my first name. I love uh, going that. to going to our other Dame Tyler, uh, who's in studio with me. Who's Ooh. your favorite stand-up? Uh, I got to go with Mitch Hedberg. Oh, oh man! Yeah, oh, just uh, no. one of those comics for me that uh, I saw randomly at Amoeba. He was just in the back room at Amoeba doing stand-up. This is actually close to uh, the time he passed, unfortunately. But I hadn't I hadn't been aware of him until near the end of his career, and I saw him, and then I went down this like you know tirade, just finding all the Mitch Hedberg material I could, and he just blew my mind. And then he died. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. And when I saw him at Amoeba, he did not look very good. I remember that, but he was still funny as shit. Like yeah. the guy just. Even if he was barely coherent on stage, yeah. it was almost like it was funnier. It was like he was just so he took that clever, that dry kind of Stephen Wright absurdity, and then like took it a, a whole new way and with his own kind of take and his like bass player. Remember when he had have like yeah. that Santa bass player that would just play like yeah. rips, uh, lips behind him. Yeah, lips, <laughs> lips, rips, licks. Riffs, bro. Sick licks, bro. He had sick licks. Slap on the but bed. yeah, he was um, for me was one of the he was so one great. of the greatest ever. His mind was and so I complex. Feel, one of my favorite jokes ever is one of his. He says, "Rice is great for when you're hungry for two thousand or something." What was the other one? Said he hated wearing turtlenecks because it feels like a tan. It midget's been choking me really softly for hours. <laughs> He was so great. Razzle, who is your favorite comic? Uh, my favorite stand-up comedian would be... You can't say you, Razzle. Yeah. Uh, Steve Martin. He's the reason I became a stand-up comedian. Steve Martin, has, he's one of my favorites. Um, he's, I mean, he is arguably my favorite. Uh, he, I seen him. I saw him. I have seen. I saw. I always confuse the two uses of the word. Uh, I seen him at the Hollywood Bowl do his bluegrass thing on the 4th of July this year. And it was so funny. Like even though he was, it was majority of his bluegrass band, which I'm an, I'm a huge fan of bluegrass. But he legitimately, I would say, if you cut all the jokes apart from, you know, out of the music, out of the full hour show, he probably did a solid fifteen of just jokes. Oh wow! And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, so Steve Martin would be my favorite comedian. Uh, but I also got to give a shout out to my buddy Brent Morin, who is arguably one of the funniest. Uh, comedians I know um, rising up the ranks right now. He's on a very funny show, uh, NBC show called Undateable. Uh, they just got picked oh, up for a second season. Yep. I think that Ruta. I'll be honest. Yep, it's Delia, yeah, it's Funches. Funches. Fun, Ron Funches. As, yeah, Ron Funches if, if, you, if you guys love stand-up comedy and you want some new up-and-comers, uh, Delia, Ron Funches is really funny. Brent Morin, um, Gerard Carmichael is really, really funny. Oh, it's so great. Uh, there's a lot of... It's, we're, we're at a new they golden age of stand-up. They just got to pick up because it was the... Undateable got... Yep, yep, on that show, it's so funny. I was like, I don't I don't know. I saw it because Delia was Delia's on. Delia's funny. Because he was on yeah. Whitney's show. And yeah. You're like, ah, it wasn't he really was, his thing. He, yeah, well, they, wasn't they didn't give him anything to do. Yeah. This show is so much better. And the yeah. way those two guys work together is well, I mean, they're best also, friends. Also, they gave Delia like the, exactly the right. I mean, right. now he's oh, playing exactly he's the way he's playing. Right. Yeah, yeah right. he's just being himself. Yeah. A little bit of a different. 
huge bag. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Chris, yeah. hi, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, it's, um, well, I mean, Brent, Brent and Chris are like best friends in real life, so it works so yeah. perfectly for it. Yeah. And I think he would probably go, yeah, I kind of believe it. He, he knows yeah. it. He knows yeah. it. Yeah. He takes pictures of himself in his own pool with a Speedo yeah. on a regular yeah. basis. And I'm like, two is cute. Ten is not ironic. Ten, yeah. you're just a guy who actually is in a Speedo every day in your pool. Hashtag tee Yeah, exactly. He That is his favorite hashtag. Those Dalias are a talented bunch. They are. They're so brothers of Matt's amazing too. His brother's a filmmaker and his dad's Bill Dalia. Yeah. Incredible family. Yeah. Are they Canadian? No. No, they are not. Yes. No. No, they are not. So yeah, so they're Pasadenian. So Steve Martin and Brent Martin. Canadian, by the way. Nice, nice. You just need one Canadian to agree that you're Canadian, and then officially, and then officially you are. Wow, that's talk about awesome, super easy immigration. That's because it's a super easy club to get into. Nobody wants to be Canadian. They'll let anyone in. No, I love Canada. I love Canada. I lived in Toronto. I love that. I did. I did a show in Toronto for a year. I love Toronto. Canadians are so friendly and sweet. The projects there are full of flowers and hopping bunny rabbits. The whole country so safe, so nice. Everything smells like cookies and flowers. Zach, wow. maple. Whole country smells like Toronto. maple. Zachary, I love Toronto. The West Coast, and yeah, I love, I love it all. I'm going to Vancouver. I'm going to Vancouver to to direct a uh, something next. I'm going to swerve us back into the no, road. Let me just, no, 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 we're not going to do that because okay. I know you guys have to do another show. Favorite but Canadian do you know spots, guys. 50, we are picking favorite Canadians. The Canadian fifty dollar okay. bill smells like maple syrup. Is that and a fact? I am not even true. joking with you. Someone, it's true, but the government is denying that. They're it's, saying, why would we send our money? Like, their money is scented. A, a, a Canadian told me that. that. So I went. That's to just the, because millions of Canadians are using uh, their their fifty dollar bills to snort and inhale. It's you know why it is. Yeah. It's because there's so little going <laughs> no, on in Canada that they can turn their attention to things like making their money smell like maple. Constantly coated in maple syrup. Every time we handle money, it's transferred. Zachary, Zachary, who's your favorite comedian? Oh man, this is so tough. I love stand-up comedy. I've been watching it since I was a fetus. Um, Whoa! Yeah, my parents like we had HBO when we were kids, and my parents there was like no, there was like no regulation on it. So as a kid, I was watching like the A-list when I never should have been watching the A-list, and just uh, and just love it. Like kind of got me into oh, this is what like this world of stand-up comedy is. Um, but if I had to go based on like. How much I've listened to any one routine and could could probably recite it to you verbatim. Um, then my favorite comedian would be Jerry Seinfeld, uh, and that's not just based on on uh, his his I'm telling you for the last time routine. It's based on his show. It's based on uh, I just I I think how smart and how every man his comedy is. And he, I love I love comedians that just take kind of like just observations of life and they bring them back to you and relate them to you exactly. Everything he talks about is like, I totally get that. It's exactly my no, I got, experience, I got, even though you are 30 years older than I am or what, however I, older he is. Than God, I, I don't, okay, I don't, he's, maybe not I don't think old. he's in his 60s, but okay. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, sorry, Jared. Um, but, then, but then I do have to throw in, I do have to throw in a runner up and it's, and it's, um, and again, kind of based primarily on one particular routine, though I've seen him live a couple of other times do some stuff. And I think Eddie Izzard, uh, mm-hmm. Dress to Kill, is yeah. just awesome. so epic. No, I, again, great. another routine that I, I quote on um, often, often occasion, and I just think he's he's wicked, um, just smart and ridiculous. And uh, you know, I love how he ties his jokes together and does his entire encore in French. It's just like, it's it's gnarly. So those are. That's that's my my guy, my yeah. picks. Uh, side note, like, you like you like a little gnarl with your comedy. Side a note, little gnarl, a little gnarl, yeah, <laughs> a little gnarly comedy, yeah. a little gnarly comedy. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Is that what you're trying to say, Tyler? You said he's gnarly. 
you just said he, he's gnarly. Did I? This is <laughs> this is really exciting. Sidebar. You know what, it's not. God damn it! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Before before uh, Kentucky here says his favorite stand-up comedian Jerry Seinfeld is sixty years old. He's not oh, 64. Wow. He's not totally way off. He's well, 60 years okay. old. 34. That's wow. 46 years. All right. Yeah. That's, there you go. Point That's taken. Sure. I'm 100% All right, Kentucky, wrong. who's your favorite stand up comedian? I'm going to go with a guy who actually introduced me to stand up comedy when I, the first thing I ever heard was a tape, a cassette tape at basketball camp when I was in eighth grade. Adorable. It was Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was Eddie Murphy Delirious, and I was like, what Uh, is this? Mm -hmm. I was like, I've never, first of all, I've never heard all these words. Right, so many words. (laughs) Phil Florin. I'm like, Phil Florin, Phil. And I was like, 100%. Man, I ain't saying no Phil Florin. But but when you think about, again, when you're like 12 or 13 years old, and you hear this comedian who, again, you've only seen Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. You really don't know that much yeah. about him, and then you're like, "Wait, he's oh my this, god, these he's jokes a comp- are, he's a machine. These jokes right? are crazy." And you, if you go back and watch Delirious now, mm-hmm. that show could not happen. No, you could not. No, he do, couldn't say any of those. You things. could not no, do no, no, those no, no, jokes. No, 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 he wouldn't even. He, here's the thing, country. though. I mean, even working on that, he wouldn't even get eight minutes of it worked out at the Improv on a Tuesday night because somebody would blog about it, and he would and just know, destroy him because it's the him. whole opening so bit of that mm-hmm. is like un. People would be like, uh, you can't, you can't say that stuff. Yeah. No, you can't say that stuff. But also, that. I mean, like, I mean, it was crazy yeah. homophobic. So, too, super, right? super yeah, homophobic. Like crazy yeah. homophobic. Yeah. And also like a little anti-woman, you know? I, no, he's, but, but the funny, I still, I still quote that concert all the time. There, I mean, there are parts oh. of it I quote constantly. Yeah. It did affect me. And, I, and again, being a young, white, like the whitest kid in the world. No, so white that you said it. <laughs> White, white, <laughs> didn't know. I mean, <laughs> young wheat, yeah, wheat, wheat, thins of wheat, and so. I mean, I grew up, I grew up in a small town in eastern Kentucky yeah. that literally had no African American people who really? lived in the city. No, wow. until I was like maybe fifteen or sixteen. Oh. Um, and then here I am quoting like on that the playground. Here I'm quoting in the playground like oh, these Eddie yeah. Murphy jokes, right. and people are like, "Why are you saying f like right. every third word?" I'm like, "Isn't that funny?" <laughs> I thought it was funny. It, like, I mean, I it is. It is funny. It's funny. So, but he. I mean, I think. That, and Eddie just was, you know, for a long time. He and he was, was like, the was, best. Like, he was like 22, I think. Yeah, movie star, comedian. Out. Like he started to get into music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, like he had that great album that came out in yeah, the eighties. It was real great. Listeners, nerds, friends, countrymen. Lend me your ears. Help picking favorites stay free to download by completing this short anonymous survey. It will take no more than five minutes. Your answers will help match our show with advertisers that best fit the sensibilities of our podcast and its listeners like you. Listeners who complete the survey will be entered into an ongoing monthly raffle to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We promise not to share or sell your email address, and we won't send you email unless you win. Please go to podsurvey.com slash razzle. That's podsurvey.com slash razzle to take our survey and get a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Thanks, nerds. He's amazing. I mean, he's amazing. I'll tell you what, people think he's lost it, but 
I he was he is brilliant and uh, look you can say how you can feel how you feel about it because it was one guy at 25 he's a different guy now but he's brilliant in the Shrek movies yeah. and he never does any press but like two or three years ago he did the Tonight Show yeah. and I was like that guy's as funny as he's ever been and I did a movie with him maybe like eight years ago I got cut out of it thanks a lot Hollywood actually it was a terrible movie I'm pretty glad I got cut out but um, <laughs> I remember asking him I was like will you ever go back to stand up and he's like uh I, he's like he he was like it's such a hard muscle it's such a specific muscle he's like I don't know if I would go back but he was like never quit because it's the hardest bicycle to get back onto yeah. um, but he's still I, I think he's the kind of person who's still as funny as he's ever been and could come back any minute no, he I could go that. up and just tell stories <laughs> and they'd Thanks. be funny yeah no um, guys I, <clears throat> yeah so uh, let's keep this train rolling here um, right. now we're the, the next category is uh, favorite concert you've been to but Tyler let's start with yep. you this time and uh, real quick what's your favorite candy and then go into the favorite concert uh, your favorite concert okay little catch up here candy uh, I'm not really a candy guy per se uh, but when I was a little sugar addled uh, fat kid I did enjoy a pastry from time to time and there was this company mm, that made uh, uh, this like it's called Ah Caramel, A-H, and then it's got a little comedy in there, ah, Caramel. Caramel. And it was like a little cake with this like cream in the middle. And then I, I think we have to start. We're striking this. I'm chocolate. striking this. You can't, you can't, we already beat up Zach for trying to put gum into this category. We're not allowing cake. We're not allowing <laughs> cake okay. or gum. It, it was far from cake. It was it was sold and marketed as cake. But I assure, I assure you, this was not cake. It was, it was sold and marketed no and cake, labeled sir. as cake. And when you ate it, it, it was cake-like. Like. And it talked like a cake. It right, looked well, like talking, a I cake. I a score bar. Score bar is my favorite candy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just going to rob me of that one. Remember that candy that came out when we were kids? It was a caramel cup. I'm to bend the rules and use my Canadian edge. You taken that away from me. Tyler, left of center, looked good over here. Jeez. What everyone calls me. Right, yes. <laughs> Caramel cup. Uh, hold on, so we have, one, we have one more. Concert. Favorite concert. Favorite concert. We got to go through these, kids. Yeah, we got to do it. Tyler, right, let's go. Kick off? I got a good one. Burn it. Burn Tyler, it. Tyler, go. Okay, so in 1996, I went to, uh, I'm Canadian. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah. Um, so sexy, Land, by the way? Which Super is attractive. Canada's version of Disneyland. They have a, um, a, a, a Maple a Land? Called, no, Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's as good as it sounds. <laughs> and they have a theater there called the Kingswood Theater. In 1996, they had a concert called the Smoking Grooves Tour, which is the first time that they sold out this 16,000-seat uh, venue. And it was, listen to this. This is like my dream come true from this era. Cypress Hill, the Fugees, Ziggy Marley, Tribe Called Quest, Busta Rhymes, and Spearhead. Wow. wow. And, and at that impressive. time, I don't know if those names mean as much to everybody else as they do to me. That was everything I ever wanted in the world, all gathered together at once. There was weed. There was like, you know, some of the best MCs on the planet. It was like there was more weed. Oh, there was so much more. And there was weed. weed. And there was more Busta Rhymes. And then there was hash. All of a sudden. Oh my God! No, it so was, exciting. It was, it was unreal. And uh, it was also one of the first times I was introduced to uh, to Ziggy Marley. Uh, and he, he performed with the Fugees, obviously, and uh, it was just like mind blowing. I, I guess in '96 I was like 15, so it uh, it in the parlance of the genre, it blew my wig back. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. imagine. In the parlance, he uses big French uh, words. Oh hell, mais oui, the parlance of the genre. Aisha, what was your favorite Wait, concert? Back out, back out. 
I had a lot of favorite <laughs> concerts, but the one that I is most memorable for me was the first one I went to with my friends, like without my parents. And that was uh, Bon Jovi opening for the Scorps. Wow. Uh, at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Uh, I was a huge Scorpions fan, and at the time I was super into metal. Um, and uh, so we were oh, we, we spent the whole day, like the whole week, talking about how Bon Jovi were a bunch of posers. We're like, oh, those pretty boy posers. <laughs> we had to sit through these posers while they pose. And then they came out and they just destroyed. Right. They were amazing. And so we were like, yeah. Bon Jovi! Yeah. They, so, yeah. Bon Jovi used to open up for uh, Judas, mm-hmm. and um, it was... Just your friend Judas, not my, just, just yeah, my, my friend Judas. Judas yeah. My friend Judas, he was a ba- huge backstabber. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jovi used to open up for Judas, and then by the end of the summer, Judas was opening up. It was like right when oh, Bon yeah. Jovi exploded. Yeah. And uh, the thing by was, the end they of could the tour, deliver. Yeah. they weren't. They were not a studio band. They no, were they amazing were live. Yeah. Amazing. And we, we, I didn't know any of their songs, and I didn't like their music, and I'd actively been talking so crap good. about them for weeks. Yeah. And then we were just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And then the Scorps were awesome. And by the way, this, the Scorps are the Scorps. Yeah. They had the best. I love that you're calling them the Scorps. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's what we, we call used to them. do that in high school. My friends and I, like, I, I was into metal, and I'm still, I still am into metal. But in high school, we just shortened every metal band and added an S. So it was like, ah, I'm going to go see Guns or Motley's or. Yeah, like, totally. Skids. Yeah, like, although you couldn't skids. do that with Metallica. No. Meta- Metallica was like probably my favorite band when I was like in middle school. You couldn't school. go see them, yeah. go see the Mets. The that Mets. doesn't make sense. The Mets, <laughs> then the people are just confused. Doesn't make sense. The New York baseball Mets? Um, uh, but, 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 Aisha, I would, have, I would have to say Bon Jovi, which is one of my faves too, did they ever write a song that wasn't a rock anthem? It no, the they're a rock anthem band. band. They are, but that's why they're so great live. You just like lose yeah. yourself, you know? And, um, and you know, I mean, even if you'd never bought a Journey album, you cannot not respond to a Journey song. It's the same with Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. I don't even Very know their true. music and I was singing journey. along to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ado- you're uh, adorable. Zach- Zachary, favorite oh, oh, concert. Yeah, okay. oh. um, yeah, so uh, Dave, uh, you you and I, well, no, pro- I don't know. You you probably had a, a lot of concerts to pull from. I've been to quite a few in my life, but not as extensively as others. But I will tell you, in all of my concert going, the best concert I have ever been to was Mumford and Sons at the Hollywood Bowl. It was Aww. a spiritual experience for me. That's adorable. W- w- that's a good show. I, I was there. I was there as well. Super, you guys there are was, super cute. There was a bunch of. I was there with my wife. So this is getting cuter and cuter. We were. It was. It, go ahead, Zach. Did you, you guys have some cake that had caramel uh, in the no. middle? No, it was a group. Of, yeah, no, it was a group of, of our friends. And uh, I, I look. I just. I love Mumford and Son. It was right after. It was. You know, Babel had just come out, and they. They're just phenomenal. They're phenomenal on every. On every level, their their um, their musicianship, their vocals, their songwriting, their performance. Um, there's, there's nothing. There was not one thing about the entire show. I was like, oh, that was a little off. Like it was just on the entire time. And I really do believe that the, those guys are, if I can be a little spiritually weird, like they're anointed. They're like those guys have so much insane talent, and their lyrics are so deep and so meaningful. Uh, and to be able to rock out at a place like Hollywood Bowl where the weather was like. It wasn't like in the middle of summer, you know, but it was it was still nice. Like, you know, it, it, Hollywood Bowl is one of the greatest venues. If you ever get a chance to go to Hollywood Bowl, like there's a reason why orchestras love playing there, why bands love playing there. The acoustics are so tremendous. And um, and you're right in the middle of Hollywood, and it's just there's an energy there. It's, it was just incredible. So yeah, that's I one of my favorite. I got dragged to the Mumford & Son, or as my daughter calls them, Mumper & Son. Adorable. Uh, to the uh, concert that they played in Vancouver at a really great outdoor venue too. I got dragged to that kicking and screaming. I was like, I hate them. 
I hate Mumford and Sons. They're bullshit. And don't say that to my daughter. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to me, you. They're bullshit. Don't you forget it. Your and taste then, is the uh, worst. I got to say, you're, you're totally right. It's spiritually weird or whatever. There was like a light that shined on these guys Aww. when they were on stage. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like bouncing around like an idiot, dancing and just like loving life. So they do have a real power and a magic. And now I'm a fan. So they're, yeah, they're an amazing band. Live. No, it's a good, so they're, love, they're a great new band. I love converted. Them. Uh, Razzle. Oh, let's go Razzle. I want to go Razzle. Okay. Um, my favorite concert, uh, uh, like everybody, you know, I used to be, um, I've been to a lot of concerts in my day, so it was, it was really kind of hard to pick, uh, you know, especially in your teens and in your, you know, early twenties, you know, you go see so many, uh, but my favorite concert, uh, would have to be, it was either last year or two years ago. I seen the Rolling Stones, uh, when they came in, uh, into town, they were, I seen them at the, uh, the Honda center in Anaheim. Now this is what really makes the, the show amazing was not only is it the Rolling Stones, which are amazing. I've they're, never they're, heard of that band. I'm sorry. Yeah, what? They're, they got that one hit. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just one. about yeah. painting that door black or whatever. Oh, I've never or red, heard yeah. that song. Uh, Come on. Um, and the not only are they they're so fucking old and they just rocked so, so they're so old but they rocked so hard and we had the the shitty two hundred dollar tickets mm-hmm. way up against the wall mm-hmm. now we were walking around the very top two hundred dollar tickets yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's how I mean every ticket like the really good tickets like were $1, like twelve hundred dollars twelve hundred dollars now listen to this so we're walking around the very top of the Honda Center you know just killing time and this dude walks up to us and he's like hey where are your seats can I see your seats and he's got he's holding like some gift bag of of some sorts and I'm like oh he's like do you know where your seats are and I'm like yeah here's our tickets they're right over here and he goes do you want better ones and I'm like <laughs> what do I have yes. to do so he's like here let, give me these here's two two floor seats well, so he gave us why? he gave us tickets to like $600 seats so well, we're like I don't understand why why is this happening just because I think because they played at the Staples Center the day before, uh-huh. and I think maybe they didn't sell out all of the 600 tickets. The six, oh. the, like all of the expensive floor tickets, they didn't maybe sell all of them. Oh. So they had extras, and they, they didn't want to empty fill seats. No holes. Yes. Oh, so God. so they gave us so they gave us these seats to uh, um, for the floor, right? So we're like maybe 50 rows back on the floor, and this is just amazing. Uh, and I have I have photos on my Instagram somewhere where it's like the before and the after of it. Okay, so we're sitting there, and like three songs in, I see this usher take these people next to us up even further and I, I I went with my cousin I'm like follow me so I just got into this group of people and we ended up getting into like row 19 of the Rolling Stones concert on the floor and it was just my mind was exploding it was just so amazing I feel like bursting into tears it was it was the most I mean it was just it was so surreal because mm. we were so close yeah. to these you know these rock gods that have been around for a long time you know royalty rock mm-hmm. royalty and it was just you know did they I'm, sound good oh they sounded so good they sounded so good That's it was so amazing cool. and i got there's i'll have to uh, we got this fan page that is amazing put together uh one of the listeners puts together a really um shannon puts together this awesome page I'll, i got i'll find these and photos you guys and show have you. like five episodes and um, you already have a fan page for this. Well, yeah oh. one of our one of our fans on the, from the nerd machine started doing a fans guy yeah. so Sweet. now it's on our website so every episode that we do there's a, a yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah. Accompanying, yeah, follow her on Twitter. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. So awesome. I'll find I'll find these photos on my Instagram and, and get them to her because it's it's amazing. So it was an awesome show. David, what's yours? Okay, mine is uh, 22, 23 years ago. I went in nineteen ninety one. It was the first big concert I ever went to. I'd been to a couple small shows like in Cincinnati or whatever. Like you know, like like I saw Tracy Chapman or I saw like Sinead O'Connor and I was like, oh, these are cool. Ninety one. I went to Lollapalooza number one. 
in oh. Herndon, Virginia, at this big just like park where they were like, we're gonna put up this. Cra-. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I love Susie and the Banshees. I love Jane's Addiction. I got to go see this show. My buddy and I drove oh, Susie the Banshees yes. drove seven and a half hours <laughs> overnight <laughs> to go to the show, um, and we get there and we're like. I've never one. I've never been in front of this many people. But like there were a hundred thousand people in this park, mm-hmm. huge. Like they had constructed this whole thing just for this show. They put up fencing and the whole thing. So we go in, and I mean we're pretty far back. And so first band Henry Rollins band. Oh, and I'm oh, like, first God. of all, I knew like one Henry Rollins song, uh, but I loved Henry Rollins tattoos. He did my some, podcast. I almost couldn't. He speak. did my podcast. I he did my other speak. podcast. Yeah, and so, it was oh, mind blowing. So watch them. Watch them. Then, the then, it was, then it was. Then it was. Then it was Butthole Surfers. Then I it was Ice T and Body Count. What? Yeah, Ice T and Body when Body when he did a, that metal record yeah, with Body I Count. Then it was Body Count. Living Nine Inch. Then it was Nine Inch. Yeah, messed up. Nine right? Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, who I'd never seen before, never heard of, and I was like, Head Like a Hole is the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. And as progressively, I'm getting closer and closer to the stage. I'm with like three other dudes. Again, no phones, no way to communicate no phones, with you, yeah. nothing. So we're just like Stick getting together. separated. We'll oh, do yeah. the best we can. We keep getting closer and closer. So uh, Nine Inch Nails comes out, and Trent Reznor's like kicking over the keyboards, and oh, he's like tackling on. his guitarist every five seconds. So but again, exciting. amazing show. We get closer. Living Color comes out, and I'm like, oh my God, this <gasps> is insane. <laughs> Susie and the Banshees comes out, and now I'm like maybe 50 feet from the stage, right? I'm like, this is, this is amazing. This is Susie the Banshee comes out. Time of my life. Well, then there's like a really long pause between Susie and the Banshees and Jane's Addiction. And everybody in the place is like super hot. I mean, it's middle of summer. Right. They're bringing fire hoses and hosing down the, the fans. And the fans are getting mad because the band's not out yet. So everybody's throwing water bottles at the security guys, like empty water bottles are literally just flying through the air. So finally, Jane's comes out and I've managed to get myself about 15 feet from the oh. stage. Which is right in the middle of some place you do not want to no. be at Lollapalooza number one. <laughs> Especially when you're 20 years old, you never, you're like, what is good about to happen? Right. You're about to be crushed Perry, to death. Perry Farrell humans. comes out, has a thing of flowers, throws the flowers out into the crowd. I catch like half of them, which I know is the weirdest thing. And they like were bouquet. filled with cocaine. They were filled with drugs. Um, <laughs> but I caught these things and I was like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And they played what to me was the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and it really did affect how he looks the same. By the way, now he does. I just saw him last this last summer. He looks the same. Every con- but every concert that I've ever been to he's since real, then. Really so though, right? Like he, he looks like he's been sort of frozen in time. It's yeah, odd. like body the same. Yeah, he you looks know, he, just, he looks the same, which yeah. is amazing considering how much how much hair. When so he's the done. show. So they play the show. They play <laughs> the show every day. I think that's self preservation. It's like for Melvin. It's a blood transfusion yeah. every single day. <laughs> play the show. It's over, and the the planners of this show have not planned very well. No. There's only like maybe 40 feet of opening in the fence to get out when the show's over. Yeah. People are like, nope. Literally just start walking over fences, like wow. tearing everything down. Police helicopters are flying around. It's exciting. It was the gnarliest thing I've ever been to, but I left and I was like, that is the most amazing experience I've ever had with your in my life. I did. I, beat, back, I kept those away. flowers, and this get is stupid. I, I kept those flowers in a Ziploc bag for a really long You're time adorable. for an inappropriate <laughs> amount of time. You pressed them in a book. I did. Yeah, I thought about that. I put them in a bag and they got moist. They got moist in the bag and they rotted. He journaled around and he taped them and he drew around them with a little That's my favorite. That's that's and that's picking favorites that's, uh, for today, happens. everybody. That's that was awesome. Favorites. We're yeah. so well psyched. Done, everybody, we're psyched that Tyler made it in. Um, we're so happy that Aisha Tyler was here, guys. We usually do a bunch of like you can find us on, but 
if you look in the guide that accompanies this podcast, yeah. you're going to see all the information about where you can follow us, mm-hmm. where you can go find more information about Wolf Pop Network and Earwolf and thenerdmachine.com. Yeah. Check it out. Make and sure you find all of Aisha's uh, all of Aisha's shows and oh my uh, domination of the world, social media, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. We want to say thanks to Aisha. Thanks to everybody you for guys being are the here. Greatest. Thanks for Wolf Pop. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Pop. Pop. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.